Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, all right? Is that right with you? Is that the wrong tone to start out with? What day is it? Monday? What's going on? Is that too much for Monday? Today on the show, I talked to Cedric, the entertainer. Sort of a long time coming. I'd run into him here and there and be like, we can do it? Yeah, we can do it. And it was good. It was, uh, we got a little, little chunk of comedy history that revolves around St. Louis that I didn't know. A little sort of perspective on uh, black comedy and when that kind of became a, a, a sort of a, a thing unto itself. And just, you know, kind of hanging out in general. I like uh, I like Cedric, and uh, it was good to see him. So that's going to happen. Also, let me do these tour dates. I told you about that it was going to happen, but I'm the guy. You're like, Mark, why don't you ever come to like places like uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, or Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or uh, Providence, Rhode Island, or New Haven, Connecticut? How Why has it been so long since you've been to Huntington, New York? Because I wanted to wait until it was the coldest time of the year and possibly fucking snowing, apparently. And why that tone again? Why that? Because it's in me. The tone is in me. This has nothing to do with anything any of you have done. I am talking to myself like this. Thursday, January 30th, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio at the Agora Theater. And that should be great if it's not snowing or under an avalanche of coldness. Friday, January 31st, I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the Fountain Street Church. If it's not frozen shut, Saturday, February 1st in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I'll be at the Turner Hall Ballroom. If it's not ice, pure ice, Friday, February 14th, I take a break and go to Orlando, Florida at Hard Rock Live. That makes me nervous. But I, uh, look, we'll see what happens. As many of you know, I do not do Florida because I don't think Florida does me. You dig what I'm saying? I just, it's my gut feeling, but we'll see. Maybe I'll bring Dino down there. Tampa, Florida, Saturday, February 15th at the Straz Center. Is that, is that really what it's called? It's not supposed to be Stars Center? Straz. It's a good word, Straz. Is it the Straz family? I don't know what that is. I hope it's right. It's got to be right. Straz, man. I'll be. Where are you playing in Tampa? The Straz? What's that? Is that slang? No, man. The Straz Center. Thursday, back into the Arctic. February 20th. I'm in Portland, Maine at the State Theater. On February 21st, I'm in Providence, Rhode Island, the Columbus Theater. 
Many of you know Providence and my relationship. It goes way back to when my car got stolen there. I was playing periwinkles and my car got stolen because I left it on the street overnight because I was too drunk to drive home and I got a ride or something and it was gone with uh, my bomber jacket, which was sad. Uh, Yeah, so maybe I'll get some closure around that. Maybe I'll find my car. Friday, February 22nd, I'll be in New Haven, Connecticut at College Street Music Hall, which I think I played before. Again, might be frozen. Sunday, February 23rd, Huntington, New York at the Paramount. I enjoy that place. I believe that's where they give you a brick when you perform there. I have a brick from there. Pow, look out. Just shit my pants. Justcoffee.coop. Classic ad read. That was never a read. It was always a riff. Justcoffee.coop. Get the uh, WTF blend. I get a little on the back end. Not a fortune. Hardly anything, really. But it's nice. They send me coffee, and I have been dabbling. I have been chipping at the coffee. Pre-sale tickets go on sale Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. where you are. This Wednesday at 10 a.m. where you are for Cleveland, Grand Rapids, Milwaukee, Orlando, Tampa, Portland, Maine, Providence, Rhode Island, New Haven, uh, and Huntington, New York. Pre-sale goes on stage at the venues that I mentioned or at WTFPod.com slash tour, and you can use the password Buster. That's that's the artist's pre-sale for all those dates. So let's get back to some more... Let's get back to the present. Let's deal with some kind of sad news, but not it's not not horrible yet. I don't know what to tell you, man. This the LaFonda, what what do I want to call it? The journey. You know, the other day, man, she was under the bed and I'm like, I'm gonna have to do this tomorrow. But then all of a sudden she's, you know, hanging out. And I just realized, like, you, you know, she might not be dying immediately. This might just be the older LaFonda. She's a senior citizen. She's a little confused. She doesn't have the, 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 the kind of bite that she used to. She's lost her edge completely. She's very fragile. But she's out and about. I mean, right now she spends, I would say, a quarter of the day under the bed and then a, another quarter, like, sleeping on the bed. And then, you know, half the day she's sort of out and about. So it's definitely not time to kill her. And I mean, put her down. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not time. But I think I'm in a certain amount of denial. Look, I don't, you know, I, I think that I'm, I can still hike up the mountain every day and, and I'm a little beat up, but, but that's where it's at. I'm just going to wait it out. I kind of thought I would have to do it this week because I have to go out of town for a week and then I'm back for a week and I'm out of town again. So I thought like, let's get this over with before I go, uh, which was, you know, selfish. And so I just want you all to know that I'm not going to put LaFonda down just because I might not be here to do it. Like, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to miss anything, if, if that makes sense to you. She's definitely ill. I think she might be under the bed right now, but she has been out and about, and she is receiving love, and she is eating, and she's sort of hanging out and kind of looking wistfully out the window, which I project, and I'm like, that she's taking it in. She's just absorbing what she can for her journey. It's like when you know a cat is sick and not doing well and she was just sitting there looking out the window i'm like this is fucking almost too much for me to bear that she's just sort of like oh there's a bird this might be the last bird i think it's raining it's wet uh like i feel like that that she's like soon this is all going to be over me just sitting here looking out the window 
outside where I can never go. Soon I will fly away. Uh, fly, fly away in the morning. I'll fly away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think she's doing. She's singing the Carter family version of Fly Away as she looks out the window, knowing that her, her time ain't long, as they say in the blues song. LaFonda's time ain't long. But she's doing okay right now. Still sad, but I'm, I'm, I like that she's hanging in. Okay? As some of you know, I was on vacation uh, in Ireland, and I was away at my mother's for a bit. I guess what happened, and I didn't quite realize it, like after the special, after I recorded my special at the end of October, I did not do comedy at all for since then. Since October 30th, I was just sort of like enjoying my life without the stress and panic and compulsion to go perform comedy three nights a week. And then I did it the other night. I, I got back in. I went in and it was like it, it fucking spun me out, dude. But not in a real way. Look, I know I'm professional. I know that this is what I do. I've done it all my life and I assume it will come back to me. But I was tired of all the material in a way. I hadn't reinvigorated it. I didn't know what I was going to say. And I made the mistake of bringing the director lady with me. And she got to experience that. Where, you know, deep down, I'm like fucking horrified at the fact I haven't done comedy so long. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to be up there. I don't like the audience. I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to take time to fucking at least one set to get back on my feet. And, uh, you know, I could have just gone through that myself. But she chose to come with me. So that means I was able to kind of put all that frustration, anger, and a touch of fear uh, and direct it right at her for no reason, which is um, it's one of the great reasons uh, to, to be involved with me is the misdirection of anger. And I realized maybe I don't communicate emotionally that well. I don't, you know, I'm a grown man, but I don't know if I'm a grown up, but I'm trying. The patterns are less. And I think there needs to be an app of some kind, you know, created to translate immature kind of a defensive men's statements you know into what they really mean on an emotional level like for instance when i say something like you know fuck you you don't fucking love me what that really means is i love you when i say something like you're fucking with my head and i don't appreciate it you're just worming your way in there you're manipulating me you're like fucking up in my shit uh that means I feel very close to you right now, right? Go fuck yourself. Fuck you means please don't leave. Uh, then maybe you should translate to, to hey, uh, I, like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. To uh, what that really means is like, I'm a, a hopeless asshole and a complete emotional fuck up. I, I should be grateful every day that you have the patience to even be here. That's what I'm sorry means. But also, it's okay if you have to leave. And go fuck yourself. See, then you start over again. And then the trans, the app has to kind of go back. You know, it's tricky. But if anyone wants to design that app, you should get on it. I just heard Fonda yelping. She's not in pain. She's all right. She gets excited about water. Don't you wish you could? So I go on stage. In the first set, I took a little bit of a hit. This, it's just a horrible feeling. And I was talking to, um, who was I talking to? I was just talking to Ben Schwartz about it. 
it's a weird feeling of embarrassment and shame that just manifests into, you know, self-flagellation and then upsetting the person you're with. Maybe that last part's just me. Anyway, I did three sets on Saturday and, and I'm back in it, man. Everything's alive again. Everything's reinvigorated. Don't worry about me. I'm funny. Yeah, you heard it here first. Some guy comes up to me after the show like, I only know you from uh, you know your interviews and I didn't know you did uh, the stand-up. You're funny. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I've been doing it my entire fucking life. And you know, it's just like, why, why you got to be so dismissive translate to uh i appreciate you listening to my show and i'm glad you got to see me do stand-up fuck that guy that means i'm jealous of that person this would be a very helpful app for a lot of insecure angry people that guy's not doing anything original that means i need to write more that thing is bullshit i don't, I don't want to fucking do that gig that means I'm scared (laughs) and I just need to overcome my fear. Okay. Anyway, God, I gotta, maybe I should take a break here. Look folks. So Cedric's here. And uh, if you didn't know, he is currently on the CBS show, the neighborhood, which airs Monday nights. He's also going to be touring. He's Cedric, man. He's uh, the Cedric, the entertainer. He's out there entertaining. And it was great to see him, great to talk to him. So this is me talking to Cedric. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you get it now wherever you get your podcasts cedric i haven't seen you in a while oh man mark how are you brother this is awesome i'm, I'm good man i you yeah. know it's weird i was trying to remember i'm pretty sure that like my memory is pretty clear didn't wasn't the first time we met at the fucking Aspen Comedy mm-hmm. Festival, it was it was that one year, the first year they had like a a, 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 a black showcase. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was you, Bernie, Bernie Mac, and I can't um, remember who else. Um, it, it had to be somebody odd, like maybe even like a John Hinton or somebody like that. It was, yeah, I can't. You know, they'll go black, black, and then they'll go okay. <laughs> let's do. Uh, what, what almost black yeah let's just let's <laughs> lighten it up a yeah, little okay guys come on let's not let's not test the waters too deep there but i just remember it was so it was like 95 
Yeah, man. I think. Yeah. And uh, it was to see, you know, in that environment, to see Bernie Mac and you guys up there, it was crazy. Yeah, and, you know, and it's like, and it's in Aspen. It was like the first time doing some stuff like that. you like, you really seeing people... Like vacation in the cold. Oh, We're yeah. like, whoa, 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 what's this choice? <laughs> what, what's this? What's this choice? I'm not understanding. Like, so y'all chose to come here. Yeah, it's super cold, and you can't breathe. Right, and, and the audiences are weird. And he's from Chicago. I'm from St. Louis. So we we not like we running from winter at right. all times, man. Like, yeah. that was not a good look. But, I just uh, I just remember I just remember uh, the the awkwardness of all of it. Oh yeah, and then yeah, and the night starts, and it's like they're trying to. You, you know, this is before they even came up with the term "urban." I think like right. so, the, nobody knew exactly what to call. <laughs> hey guys, it's uh, is our African? Can we? Are we able to black? Do we say it's black night? No, Aspen. oh, do you just say it right out like that? <laughs> just go black. They really urban wasn't around. Yeah, yeah urban wasn't here yet. We couldn't do it. We couldn't make it uh, politically correct at the moment. I don't know what. That urban thing is kind of odd. So you remember when that happened? <laughs> when it was just urban? Yeah, you know, it, you know, it came in because you know, I mean, black people for one, we make sure not like because we go through it. You know, we'll be like we yeah. African Americans. Then right. some people like I just rather be called black. And then it's some some people just like look, I'm American. Don't put no color on me. Oh really? Uh, so it's that. You so know, there's conversations like a, within the community. Yeah, that happens all the time on what we are actually going to be calling ourselves in the next. You know, is it, year. does it come down to a personal level, or is there a, a, a generalized sense of it? It is a generalized sense. It is like a caucus. Yeah. like a big sense. Where are like we at now? This. We're still an African American, okay. but really, all the black people yeah. just go with black. <laughs> So, on paper, yeah, on paper, like if you fill out anything, right, right. it's gonna be African American, right? If you ask a black person, they are gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm black." Bro. So black's okay. Yeah, black is fine. <laughs> African American's good. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's a lot. Why is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. What, one, what? one that's out completely is colored. No, you know, yeah, of course. Gone. Been yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. But, but yes. do people have? Um, a pro- do, you, do you know people that have a problem with African American? Not really. I yeah. mean, it is, you know, it is a, a subculture like, uh, you know, like the extremely woke, if you right. will, like right. people that that don't like those like kind of, you know, unofficial categories yeah. of like, oh, I, I, well, I got to fit in this one group. One, because we got so many people that's like just so multicultural now. Oh, like, yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah, the, yeah. But the idea, the identify of how you look, right, like, to a person would be like, "Yo, you black, though. right?" You know, so and also like not all black people are African based, true, uh, yeah, sourced. exactly, yeah, yeah, source. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold blooded. Is it <laughs> source I from mean, Africa? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. it is the source yeah, where we sure. all come from, right? But not oh, where yeah. It's so weird. It's odd to me that, like, in talking about, like, I had this situation just with a guy. When you talk about black stuff with black people, and you're not, you know, I'm white, but yeah, yeah but, but, and then people go like, "Why you got to bring that up?" I'm like, "Why? Why not?" Yeah. But we're just supposed to pretend, like, you know, there, there's no color lines, there's no gender lines, there's no, and it's like, uh, I, that's pretend. And then you get everybody always ends that with, yeah. 
You get, you know, we, all we got to do is talk more. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta, you, we gotta keep these kind of conversations in the atmosphere, guys. Right. Yeah, but as soon as you bring it up, don't, don't you ever say that about me. <laughs> well, it's weird because I, the new your show. What are we going into season three? Uh, season two, right now uh, of the neighborhood. Uh, of the neighborhood, yeah, man. Well, because that's sort of what that's about. Yeah, it's but it's sort of a straight up CBS, you yeah. know, uh, three camera deal. Yeah. And you got it's what is it? It's a white guy that moved into a black neighborhood. Correct. And uh, they and clearly it's not. It's before they take it over entirely. Correct. <laughs> so it is the. It is when it, it's, it's a small it's, window. It's, yeah, it's that small window. We're going into like a, that tail, that small window. <laughs> yeah. Just you got about before, another year before the Whole Foods right, comes, right, right. and we like, oh, that's how it starts. Does it, do you guys you. talk about that on the show? What that that, is, that that's gonna happen? Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. We start to we definitely start to build out into it, and we're gonna do it more. In uh, we're in season two, and as we build out uh, to the the final part of it, yeah, we're gonna start to show like it's this, more white these, people coming. This move is starting to happen. It won't be necessarily the white people, but it'll be like the businesses yeah. and the idea of how people are really getting ready. You know, what are you gonna do? When, you know, when do you just complain or do you try to get involved or what do you do? Well, like, what, you is, it, is it wrong, I guess, is the real question. Because well, I was part of it, you know, I moved out of Highland Park and, and I got accused of being a sort of a gentrifier, a colonialist. Yes. Whatever you call it. <laughs> right. I showed up was, and they all followed yeah. and then I got out because it got your square too, shoes and right. your little, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the hipster look, you know, because yeah. I, I, it got too much for me, you yeah. know, but I saw it happen and I've been in neighborhoods where that happens and you do feel attention after a certain point. Yeah. But then there are some people who have lived there all their lives and they are of the culture that lived there before the white people came in who were like, well, it's doing the neighborhood good. Yeah. And but then there's the hardcore people that are like, they fucked everything up. No, it's so true. And, and I mean it's hard because people people have always these uh, you know, kind of mythical, beautiful ideas of the neighborhoods yeah. that they grew up in. Right. Uh but, you know, one when, you know, ideas of services and goods and things are coming moving in, you yeah. want those things. Yeah. And, but, you know, when it's uh, you know, uh, all cultural or all one race or something to that nature and it feels like you can't get those same services yeah. to come in but when they start to come and you live there yes you want a great grocery store right around the corner <laughs> I don't want to move yeah. but I, now I can't afford to stay here like yeah, that's what happens right and you can't afford the grocery store yeah exactly ridiculous you're like what an yeah, orange yeah. Three dollars. Yeah, I need a three dollars. Let me do a little home loan. Yeah. Wait, so you come from Missouri? Yeah, St. Louis. Well, actually, um, two two little places. It was uh, I was all over Missouri. I'm really? Born in Jeff City. My mother was in college at the time. Then Carothersville, Missouri, which is in the Boot Hill down. Uh, it's like in between St. Louis and Memphis that way. Uh huh. And and then uh, St. Louis. I you know I don't uh, I've gotten a little shit for 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 talking shit about Missouri recently. Oh no, I was in St. Louis. I had great shows there. I was nervous to go to Missouri because it is sort of a conservative state. Very an example of uh, you yes. know we're going to try to make a, we're we're going to try to make this a theocracy. We're going to make everything illegal and make it Jesus town. But but St. Louis, I had a good time there. They're good yeah. people. It's a good old city. Yeah. What was your experience growing up there? But there's, I mean, well, it's a huge black community in Missouri. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's still one of the most polarized. To your point, though, like Missouri is actually, yeah. if if you live there, you, you know, you're kind of used to this energy and you can operate in it, but it's still Which very one? one of the- Which energy? Uh, the, the energy of like knowing that people want to be, yeah, like it's a, a whole sector of people that want to just- Break away from the union and yeah. just kind of be like, yo, we're yeah. you know we can do Abortion's things our way, right? And, yeah, anything we want to do, it's our way. Yeah. You know, very, very, you know, uh, white. It's white fundamentalism. Yeah, fundamentalism, yeah. exactly. Strong and bold, mm-hmm. and so you you'll very. see that in the in the town. You and grew then, up with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's there. St. Louis, of course, in you know metropolitan areas, it's not as much because yeah. of the the density of you know the black culture yeah, yeah. and the and people. But the city's still very much divided, black and white. Yeah. South South St. Louis, pretty much white. Yeah. North St. Louis, black. Yeah. Uh, north the, the the suburbs, same way. You get west, it's more white. Uh, you know, again, people are, are starting to, you know, economically change and mix in. But, yeah. but it's it's that. It's when still you that. go, you see it, you like yeah. it's so obvious that, that that, you know, they don't even have to deal with other cultures' issues. It's not a part of their life. And they and they I, I they accept the segregation but they they champion themselves as being integrated. Yeah. You know, they yeah, yeah. We, well we all work in the city. It's yeah. just when we leave the city a few miles, we go to our separate places. Yeah. Exactly how, you know, and it's really how a thing like Ferguson happened, you know, oh, that was yeah. that kind of uh powder uh, powder keg yeah. of when people don't really work, uh, live in the communities where they work and they just work it. Yeah. They just go in there and work it like it's a you know, like it's an inanimate object. Yeah. Like they don't give a shit. They right. even go home. Right. You know, so yeah. so you treat people like that, and next yeah. thing you know, you like you got you got this this huge disconnect that yeah. leads to violence. Yep. And and when you was it always the thing? How many people in your family? Uh, it's just my sister and I. And your folks, uh, yeah, folks my, still around? My, yeah. My, when my mom has passed, my dad's still around, uh, still around now. They were they were divorced since I was a kid. So, oh really? Yeah. So it, it was a single. Parent household, my With mother the, and my sister. Oh yeah, yeah, my mother and then my dad lives in Memphis, and he had remarried. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good town, huh? Yeah, pretty good. I was just there. Yeah. Just there, did a show. Great. Yeah, hung out. Lakers was there. Took my dad to the game. Uh, like it was dope. Man. So you get along with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we grew into it. Like oh, yeah. I had to be. <laughs> I, had to, I got about twenty, twenty-one years old, and finally, like, kind of. Understood relationships. Well, you so it took you that long though. Were you pissed off at him as oh, a yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But he was always a part of your life. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah. you just were like, but fuck you that. know, yeah, yeah. You doing the rebellious boy <laughs> thing? Like, you, know, man, you don't know shit. Man. Yeah. Fuck off. Dude. And, and but he hung in there. He did. He did, man. He had the patience of Joe. And God bless him for that. When you think about it, like he just like dealt with it, man. I like, know. So, yeah, you put your parents through some shit. Yeah. And then like when you get out on the other side of it, and you get a little empathy, you're like, wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, you didn't like, have to deal with any of that. When you got, you, especially like when, when it comes down to relationships, because you know, you're like when you're living with your mom, you kind of, you know, and they, they explain it. Your dad's just a super piece of shit. Yeah, like, yeah. all right. And she never really, she never did that. Like, right. No, but, you know, you just assume it. The inference. Yeah. You know, right, she yeah. never said it, but right. she definitely inferred, like, fuck. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. so. And so you know you get you get it and you start to take on those kind of you know things and then pick a team yeah and yeah then, and then you get a re, you know a, a grown adult style relationship yourself and go like oh <laughs> oh 
people people were flawed. Yeah, let me call my man and say, <laughs> say bro, I get it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. I could have fucking took this shit either. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, empathy Like yeah. it's not always... Uh, Second nature. It's not always right there, especially no. for parents, because there's no no distance. You yeah, know? yeah. And then you got, but that's good. So you guys get along now. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's good. You know. You and your know. sister. What she do? My sister's a professor at Pepperdine. So oh wow! Yeah, right here. Yeah, right here. She's married. Her husband's the uh, chaplain there. So they they got a nice little family. She situation. married a man of the cloth. Yeah, yeah. He he grew into that. He's like he was a ed, he was an educator, like a writer. He uh -huh. did plays and stuff. But he was always an orator. Like he uh -huh. was a guy that you know want to write and say uh -huh. things. And so was he man of faith? Though? Yeah, yeah. You have to yeah. be a man of faith. Yeah, he definitely a man of faith. Though. Yeah. yeah, he definitely a solid dude. Like guys. It's one of them, you know, you kind of happy when your system, you, you know, you're like, all right, yeah, dude's a good dude. Yeah, it is good. It's good when you, when yeah. you, you people, your siblings, you know, yeah. you, you don't have to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, when you get that you call, go you got to go, to, like, with Sonny, be like Sonny and the Godfather. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like, I'll come bring it down. Yeah. Get set up. Like, yeah. No. no, it's always, yeah, I, it's always nice. I've made some bad choices in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. I've been that guy where, and you know, the weird thing about that shit is no one can say anything. Yeah. Like, you know, people, even if they do, they're like, hey man, we're a little concerned. It's like, what the fuck yeah, do you dude? know? Mind your like, own business. This yeah. is, I love her. Okay. okay? <laughs> yeah. And then after yeah. it fucking blows up, they're like, we tried yeah. to tell you. Did you though, really? Yeah, you're all... <laughs> Why didn't you stop There were signs. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. There's always signs so, after hindsight. So what was, when did, uh, when did, so did you always want to do the, the stand-up thing, or were you studying for something else? Did you? No, yeah, I studied something else. You know, I was uh, I was always like a funny kid, like sure. as a as a kid, yeah. you know, and you know that kind of personality. But my right. mother was a school teacher, oh, so sure. I had to go to college. Right. Man, it was you know that was just her way, and that's what we did. So, yeah. so I I studied, went to school, got a degree in. Um, Radio, television, mass communication, minor in theater. Oh, you did? Yeah, so Southeast you, Missouri. You knew State. the area that you wanted yeah. to be involved with. Yeah. So you did theater in college? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, what'd you do? I mean, you know. The college stuff? The college stuff. It was a couple of little... <laughs> It was a couple of plays, you know, and I, I never, we never really did any, like, hardcore Shakespeare stuff, so it'd be like... I don't even Musicals? remember some of the plays. A couple of musicals. You sing? Yeah, I sing a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, just try to keep up with the, you know, with the entertainment. I used, I used to dance. Where the whole name came from? I used to dance, like really dance, really? and do all that stuff, man. But like you as know, a uh, part of your show? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Before like, comedy? Yeah, before comedy. Yeah, yeah. I would just be in dance groups. I would dance to get into the club. You know, you just be like one of you the, were a dancer, like a street dancer style. Sure, you know, like yeah. And but, that's how you got into the club. Yeah, that's how you get in the clubs because you be one of the dancers. They oh, be like, oh, 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 let the dancers in, so sure. that the party look like it's hot. Oh, that yeah, was your job. That was my move. You were the you were the shill. You were <laughs> the dance shill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you were> the, <laughs> the fluffer. Yeah, the guy, that guy looks he like is, he's having fun. Yeah, let's everybody, everybody go. Everybody <laughs> should go. He is obviously a having a great time. Yeah, man. But you knew like early on that you wanted to be involved in the entertainment thing. So what'd you learn in film and broadcasting? Did so, you do shit? Yeah, I did. I did a lot of cool stuff though in school. I had a TV show. We did yeah. like uh, 
Um, so I had a show that was kind of like uh, Entertainment Tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you just college stuff. Yeah, like. <laughs> sure. Then we had a sketch show uh, yeah. called Cape, you know, the city was Cape Gerardo, and we called it Cape Garage Door. And uh-huh. it was yeah. a, we did right. it in the garage. Yeah, like that nice. That's kind yeah. of dope, you know, homage to you and yeah. then. And then, uh, and then um, I had a radio show. I had a... So I had one of the earlier podcasts. Oh, yeah. A no. college radio show yeah, was college, called. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we used, I used to get a lot of music from Europe, which was cool. It made me uh, special. I knew these guys that were DJs in the city, and they would give me, like, new music. So dance, I would, dance music from yeah, Europe? Yeah, like all the cool stuff. So I would have stuff. Like techno way, and shit? Yeah, craft work yeah. and oh, stuff really? like oh, that yeah. before people That's right, we're the same it. age. Yeah. So yeah, craft work yeah, was like, yeah. like, yeah, before people in the States got it. Uh-huh. And, uh, even like Sade and stuff like that, people like hadn't even heard of it. And you're like, yo. You're check, breaking artists. Check this out. Yeah, yeah, I got some. Yeah, 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 yeah. guys. <laughs> this is the cool Are we the same age? What are you, 50? 55, man. Yeah, I'm 56, so it's about the same time. Yeah. That we grew up in the same time. Yeah, man. So you graduate college, and then you're doing how? How long were you doing the dancing to get in clubs? <laughs> well, that, that went for a while. I, I was like, uh, so I graduate college, yeah. and then I started, uh, you know, you bouncing around looking for jobs and stuff. What kind of jobs? Yes. Yeah. I, I worked for uh, Best Buy when they were new, yeah. brand uh-huh. new, selling small electronics, which means you didn't get a lot of money. Yeah, just a little tape recorders. And, oh, it was a commission thing. Yeah, you get you get a little base, but then your real money was in commissions, and so yeah. and you got the blue you wanted vest. to be on TV. You had the vest, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. had this the, the cool. Hey, welcome to Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, what, what are you looking for today? You know, you know what. What? Those are great, but yeah. you know, if you really want to get some, you need the dual response. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that one's a good starter, but you yeah, look like you're yeah, serious. You look uh, like you're a real serious guy about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you could use a stand yeah. to put it on. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. You know, no, no. These just came in. Yeah, we got to have them. <laughs> Interested in some headphones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just moving small pieces. That was it, the small electronics. How long that last? That lasted about, oh, I don't know. I don't even think I worked there a full year. Maybe like in a little year. I had a bunch of odd jobs. Then I started working for this company, uh, Modern Business Systems. Huh. They sold Rico fax machines the, right. the, from the Rico Corporation. Right. So that, yeah. And, uh, and fax were new. And Exciting I, new technology! Oh man, and yeah. it was hot. It, I had it. I was popping off the. So you had the company car. You get to wear the shirt and tie to work. Oh, yeah. You start feeling like a young executive. Uh-huh. Selling you fax know, machines. Selling fax machines, getting a little cash. You yeah. know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Because I, I, I end up making. I end up finding this kind of world where auto body shops could use it to go to their to send stuff back and forth to the insurance companies. Ah. And when I got them to, and that became my niche. Oh, man. really? Yeah, and you figured like, that out yourself? I figured that out. I stumbled up on it one day, and it was like, oh, like, so you, boom, boom, boom. So you were moving the shit. I them jumps. <laughs> <laughs> I was the fax machine dope boy. I did it all wrong. Chains on, gold teeth, clothes. Everybody like, what are you doing? I'm selling these fax, son. <laughs> got pinched. <laughs> <laughs> getting pinched, yeah. looking too much like a dope boy. Were you able to save some money on that? I one? did, I did. I saved a little dough, but then I ended up going to work for State Farm. I got a job at State Farm as a claims adjuster. Ooh, and that was cool, man. That was like another. Uh, so that's where you go out to the accident. Yeah, that's when you go and look at the car. Look at the car. You know, see the meeting sad people. 
Yeah, well, you know, you know, you mainly kind of do it when the car's at the shop. You right. don't, you don't actually go to the accident. Right, right. You right. know, yeah, you yeah, go yeah, when yeah. the car's at the shop. You go and take a look at it and be like, all right, cool, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're gonna need a whole new car. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, total. everybody wanted a new car. Everybody yeah. wanted their car total. They and total they, things now more than they used to. Yeah, because uh, things are cheaper and they're just like fuck it. Exactly, total. It was like total that shit. But not then. Not, not back then. then. Oh, no, no. You, you would have it. to get that jump fixed, yeah, man. Yeah. But, you know, the big scam was people getting ca- rental cars for their kids around prom time. Yeah. So it would be these little fakes. Fake accidents? Oh, super fake accidents where people would come in and be like, yo, I need to, you know, <laughs> this has to go in the shop for two weeks. <laughs> Just to rent a yeah, car? Yeah, I would love to. But, you know, because you get the you get your rental insurance right. from your insurance. It. So they're paying for your rental car. And, you know and they're me, fixing what, the, the fake accident. Fake accident for two weeks. You, you know, your kid shows uh, up in the uh, Cadillac or the. And <laughs> whatever they written, you know, you know. and you saw that as a pattern that oh, happened. That, oh, that was straight hustle. That, <laughs> that was a hustle. They used I, to, I would never think to do that. Where you're like, a, not I, I can't afford a rental car, but if we fuck this car up, we'll get <laughs> we get a rental car for yeah, two for weeks. Three, two weeks. We just put a, it was a real it. thing. It was oh a scam. man, it was a scam, man. Just so, so did you fix their cards? Did you fix their cars? Did I you knew just, what it was, man. Yeah. You got to take care of the hood, man. Yeah. You, t- <laughs> <laughs> you knew what it was, man. You was like, yo, got okay. you, doc. Like, yeah. Oh, so this her senior year? Oh, they got to do it. <laughs> yeah. The last prom. Oh, this last, the that's last cool. Prom, yeah. you, my man on the honor roll? Oh, that's dope, <laughs> oh, that's man. No great. doubt. Yeah. yeah, go on, put it in yeah. the shop, man. It's cool. Y'all go and get a Cadillac, man. It's oh, all good. Man. Great. Good yeah. for you, yeah, man. man. Helping yeah. out. Yeah, that's it. So, the end of the day. and then, and then, how? Where where'd that lead you? So then, uh, left there. I left State Farm to do comedy. When I left State Farm, I was doing comedy. Well, I what did. was that moment? Wait, I mean, when did you first? Did you, when did you go do the thing? You when know, did you first do the thing? The thing, man, was. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of cool. It was like one of them, you know. In a way, it was one of those stories that people always kind of tell. But sure. It was a it was another guy that did comedy, you know. And At State he, Farm? He, no, he was just a friend of a, he was a friend of a friend of mine. Is he still doing and, it? Yeah, Percy Cruz the third. You know, <laughs> Percy Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second or is he the third? <laughs> Is he still at it? Though? He's still at it, man. Yeah. He's still doing it, man. He's out there and he does a lot of uh, a lot of corporate gigs, yeah. a lot of cruise ships. Isn't that funny when you get to our age and the guys that we knew who uh, you know who never broke out here, but yeah. they they kept with it. That's always where it goes. Like a lot of corporates doing yeah. the boats, yeah, yeah, doing whatever. Got to do. busy. Got a good life though. Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. Good. I like it. If so. you get, if you can stay on the boats and you can deal with the boats, you can yeah. do all right. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he he signed me up. It was a it was the Johnny Walker. Remember the Johnny Walker comedy? I do remember comedy? that. It was like big. Yeah, it was big. Big, and you would end up the, the oh, winter, nationwide, nationwide. Yeah. yeah, like it would start local all around, right? And then they right. would go in these big regions, and then the person would win and go on Carson. Right. And, uh, really, it was Carson. Yeah, it was oh, Carson. Like, what back year then. was that? Because I feel like I was already going. By yeah, that point. you may have been, but it was like late. I'm gonna go 80s? early, late eighties. Yeah, late eighties, late early, early nineties. Right, early nineties. I feel like but yeah, late eighties. I think for sure. So, because like, I, I started in eighty seven, eighty eight, so it had to be super late. I started and working I was young. Yeah, in eighty eight. So, so it might have been eighty eight because this was one the first thing I ever did was the dude signed me up to be in the local version of that without ever having done comedy. No, yeah, exactly. But he would he he would he used to like stuff that I would say and, yeah. and basically showed me how to do my show. 
Huh. He was like, yo, do that joke, do this right here, do that. And we put my set together. And he was he was like, I gotta be gone. I signed you up. You not you know go up if you so rock. So this was, this was an audition. The first time you get on stage to do stand up, it's an audition. It's an audition. Holy to, shit! To be in the competition, competition that night, right? This later thing. So you got to go and do five minutes. Yeah. And then they pick people. This is like in the daytime. Then they pick people and they're gonna pick ten people to come up that night to be featured. Who were the judges? I local. can't remember. It was local, local stuff. It was local because this was local. St. Louis? Yeah, it was all St. Louis at this time. Like, the level that I entered on. Uh-huh. It was only, only St. Louis comics. Then you would compete with guys from, you know, maybe somewhere in Illinois yeah. and then somewhere in Kentucky. Just a small group. So you made then the it, cut? That group. So I made that initial cut. <laughs> and then you and go. Then, and then it was the a. The second set was a competition yeah, well, set. Yeah, yeah. So you broke. And I won. I won. The first time I ever did, I won. I won 500 bucks that night. That night after yeah. you did your first set, first you did set, your second set, set and you and won five hundred bucks. Killed it. Yeah. With five minutes. Murdered. <laughs> no fear. No fear. No, because I used to like like I said, when I was in college, I was in groups. Oh, I yeah, used yeah, to yeah. I did plays. So you lived on stage. Yeah, there I was part of you that was yeah, ready to go. Yeah, exactly. It was ready to go. And then after that, that then you just started doing stand up? Yeah. And then I just started to try to find to do it all the time. Like that competition stopped because uh, they went to like the next round, and it was professional showed up. Right. So, like these, you know, I was in the round with like all rookies and probably right, right, new right. guys. Yeah. And then the next round, pros showed so they up. knocked you out. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you realize, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Like you remember a, like a, who came like in? Buzz Sumberland or something like that. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great names yeah. like that. Yeah, those feature acts. Yeah, yeah from the late eighties. Dak, Dak, yeah. Dak Wall. <laughs> yeah, Dak Wall. There <laughs> some real guys from yeah. that time. I don't remember. It was, it was like a Buzz Sunderland. I remember that. And it was. Uh, there was like, uh, uh, like people like Chaz Elsner. Chaz, yeah. like Chaz was a. I knew oh, that yeah. guy. He was, used to be a clown. Oh, but, that's hilarious. But uh, all right. So, all right. So, that, so you didn't make the big cut. So how do you start doing comedy in Missouri? Was there a club? Was, yeah, was so it? you know, it, you know, this was also right around the time of the, you know, the uh, assurgence of like all black comedy, like so. So it did happen, yeah. like in the early nineties. Yeah, early late eighties. Late eighties. Yeah, so uh, like comedy act theater, like people like Robin Harris start doing. Harris. Yeah, they were doing clubs out was here. Was he a Chicago guy? Chicago guy, baby kids. Yeah, yeah. baby kids. And did he, you know that guy? I, I had a chance to meet him one time. He was the one that inspired me the most because his his comedy was like a uncle, like a cousin. Storytelling. Like, yeah, it was like somebody you knew already. And I, when I saw that style, I was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. That's like, what you so want to do. So he became my guy. Like, And uh, so I did get a chance to meet him one time uh, you know, in L.A. and then... He died shortly after that. Hey, young man. Yeah, man. So, all right. So, well, that's interesting because I don't. I don't know if I ever had a timeline on that. Where, I guess it was because the the sort of black comedy scene kind of coalesced. It sort of happened. Yeah, you know those things like. Um, what was the Playhouse place you talked about? That was uh, that was the Comedy Act Theater. Yeah, where was that? That was in uh, Lamert Park area in in, in, in Missouri, LA. In, LA. in L.A. That was L.A. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was those places, and they had one in Atlanta. Uh huh. And and so those places started to pop around, 
And so this black comedy thing was happening. So people like in places like Missouri, yeah, I just would do one. So I, and I was I would, it like a, a produced show? Wasn't it every week kind of thing? Every week. Oh, every week. Every so week. they have it at a place. Yeah, and I had a I made a deal. I, you know, this was me, young entrepreneur ideas. Met a, had a dude had a nightclub. Yeah, went to his slow night. Told him like I, a Tuesday, Tuesday night, baby, come on. Yeah, I got, I got the, I get the, uh, I get the door. He get the bar. Yeah, he was like, all right, and he didn't believe that it was gonna work. Yeah, and I packed that place the first week, and the second week it was lines out the door. We had to do two shows. Who were the acts? It Who'd was, you uh, in? it was guys, local guys, it was local guys. Like it was guys that were all again that wanted to do comedy locally. And they got like so, ten minutes, fifteen minutes yeah, each. Yeah, 10, 15 people just tried it. We had a couple of people that, you know, like you get lucky, like guys like Joe Torrey was already oh, doing yeah. comedy. Yeah. And if he if he came home, he would do it. His brother was young and emerging. So Guy Torrey, you know, so he had the name and you yeah. can throw it out there. Uh, Rodney Winfield, legend, old school. But he would he was big. He would only show up every now and then. But then there was a lot of little guys in there that was like all of us were trying to Rock it, and, and it was enough comics. Like it was, it was plenty to so that's fill up a show. So that was it. So you didn't even have to fuck with the mainstream comedy club circuit. No, but where I started that that night, where I did that uh, thing, that was at the Funny Bones, which was they they were headquartered right. in St. Louis. So yeah. I did do that because right. I did so well that night. So the, oh, so, so you but, moved it over there? No, no. I just I would just go there when I could oh, because yeah. they they had more of a system, more right. of a sure. traditional system, and right. you can't you got to do this kind of time. You got to set your jokes up, and the black comedy was different. Like it was just like yo, just walk up and. You start See, talking about somebody outfit. You can just yeah. do whatever you want to, yeah, like you yeah, know, and yeah. and build your set. In Sinbad the, in, style, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the the you know the more traditional comic clubs was definitely joke punchline setup. You know, had well, a you, yeah, you were you were you had to look like an act. Yeah, the whole thing, all these right. things were Whereas, like rules. You know, and, yeah, which is just like I think you could get away with it if it looked like an act. You, you know what I mean? It seems like if you're just riffing, though, to find shit and doing crowd yeah. work and stuff, you got more freedom. But, yeah, when you get into a main, yeah. they're like, what are you doing up there? Especially yeah. if they don't get you. It's yeah. a weird thing because you could have an act, and they might not get it just because of your style, and then they're going to accuse you of being, you know, like, you know, not professional. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fucked up. No, that's so true. Because I know a lot of dudes. Did you know those dudes that had a certain pace and it wasn't that quick and they weren't going to change gears, but eventually they got funny. But when they started, people were like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It was several guys like that. That that was their kind of Yeah. And they get the funny. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was this dude I used to love, this dude named Big Stan the Comic Man. He yeah. Was big Stan was tall. Yeah. But he was like, he was like different like that. He was- right. His style was extremely funny because he just would walk up and be like, "What's up, y'all?" Yeah, yeah. Go real slow. <laughs> Do that, yeah, yeah. You ever just don't like your grandmother, man? You know, and yeah, he just yeah. be like, "Oh, it just be so funny, like the way he was, it's like a slow build." Do it, yeah. Like and it'd be like, yeah. Like he want to say something, then he he'll just step away from it, and then oh, he'll go funny. back. And that's then funny. Like, yeah, what happened sweet. to that guy? He he passed. He was oh. he got ill, like uh, some young dude that had like a kidney or liver or something. Oh fuck yeah, man! So all right, so you're doing that, and then uh, when do you start to do the bigger shows? I mean, how does it all happen? How does it unfold? You know, it kind of unfolds in this weird way, like uh, you know the the you know the deaf. So you know that that comedy is happening, and yeah. you know things are kind of bubbling off. And I meet Steve Harvey because. Oh, yeah. uh, 
So what happens is I, I end up like I'm doing the local shows and then uh, I decide like, uh, oh, I meet the guy that, that runs the Funny Bone. They had 22 clubs. And if you if you got booked by them, you can do them twice a year. So that was 44 dates. Yeah. And that's how I quit State Farm when I got when they when they booked me for those 44 dates. Right. And that was it. But it was the same time that black comedy was popping off now. But those now, weren't black like, rooms. Those no, no, they were just regular rooms. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this was this was me being able to take my savings yeah. and then be able to know that I had a base salary. Yeah. Right? Right. So I'm not gonna leave my job for nothing. You're making that run yeah, twice a I'm year. Making it, I know yeah. I got dates. I got yeah. this amount of money on the books and I'm just gonna go for my passion. But you don't have a family yet. No. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just me, um my mom I had a I had the house that I grew up in, um, my mom had um remarried and so I was living in the house I grew up in yeah. cool had a car that yeah. stuff man that trapping gigs driving yeah, the gigs yeah drove oh, man yeah driving like all the way driving like for real like yeah whatever 15 20 30 mm-hmm. hours go get it yeah and those were like Wednesday through Sunday kind of yeah. gigs yeah yeah, I'm staying in the condo. Yeah, yeah, the worst keeps getting oh, worse every oh, year. You go back. Right, the condo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's been what's happened on this well, couch? Well, was so yeah. well, was so great because when you hear it in your mind, it sounds so amazing. Like, oh, guys, the comedy we got a, condo. Oh, we got a condo, guys. You're gonna stay yeah, in, yeah. and you're thinking, oh. Cool. Well, you know what was always funny is that when a new club would open and they get the new condo and you get in there in the first couple months, you're like, this is fucking nice. Yeah. And then you go back a couple years later and you're like, duh, yeah. what happened to it? Look what they did. Yeah, yeah this is Look whack. Look what the monsters <laughs> did to this place. But then it was always good if you went there with a big act and they don't stay there, so then oh, yeah. you get you the big both room. rooms. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Come that on. was the best. I used to. It was always a drag to yeah. when you're featuring, like, and you got to stay with the big act, yeah. and then you got to like. He's like, "Come on, we're gonna hang out." I'm like, ah, I don't even like yeah, you. Yeah, man, Dude, you're whack. <laughs> I'm not gonna learn anything from you by going I, to the mall with I you. I saw something about the, you, you. I was thinking about uh, was one of my in that experience. Yeah. One of my big nights was opening for Sam Kinison one night on a uh, humbug. Where man. in St. Louis? In Des Moines. Really? Des Moines, Iowa. I at was, a club, at the club. So like before funny, he was, he was a big? funny bone. He was he was emerged. He was like a big deal, but he wasn't you Huge. know d- doing yeah. He so. wasn't doing Madison Square right. Garden. So this is either he was going to write for Madison Square Garden or just you know like when guys just like yeah. go out on the road and just sell it out. How real was that? Quick. Was it weird? It was crazy, dog. Because you know I'm a new guy. I'm in Des Moines. It's very much like. It's St. Louis on steroids, yeah. like you know what I mean, like oh, you you mean, know, like the, separation, the and, weird white right, thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the Sam Kittison, so you know yeah, his yeah. audience is like fucking, yeah, 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 just angry white people. Oh, no, oh, yeah. so I'm like this young opening act, like go up, and I, you know I got a good show, it's working, boom, boom. I don't yeah. have a lot of material yeah. yet, I'm, right? I'm what do you do five to eight when yeah. you're the OVMC man, like right? And yeah. then there's a feature, he yeah, brought, probably brought Carl or yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. He didn't even have his regular feature at that point because the feature goes up and panics. Yeah, because he he does. I do good. The yeah. feature doesn't do well at all. Oh, and that's so, the sweet spot, right? If you can't do that 25, 20 to twenty five. So he comes off stage early. Uh-oh. The owner sends me back up. Sam's in the car, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, dog, yeah. fucked yeah. up. Yeah, and this dude is telling me to stretch. Right. 
And I'm new, man. I'm oh, talking about sweating, shaking in my boots. Like I'm just don't. You, do, you doing the audience work, crowd work? Oh, you just trying that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you know, and they were being patient with me for a while, yeah. and then it was like Sam, Sam, oh, really? Sam. You know, and he's like, "Fuck, man!" And I'm just going, going. I'm looking at the manager, like, "What you want me to yeah, do?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yo, guys, he'll be here." Any minute, you know, like, look at this yeah, lady. Yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. The, what's that outfit you got on? <laughs> and then the manager telling you, don't do that. Don't yeah, do uh, that type of shit. Okay, yeah. so now you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to come yeah, up yeah, with yeah. Yeah. new material, riffing. All of a sudden, he walks in from the front of the club. Like, his partners are, like, just uh, walking him to the fucking stage. Oh, He's no. Like, he gets up there and turns into fucking Sam Kennison. He kills it? Oh, uh, fucking just like, like magic? Like magic, dog. Like I'd never seen nothing. Like they was dragging this dude into right, the club. Yeah, I know. That, and and then, he walked on stage and he's like, what's up, fuckers? Yeah. And boom, and next thing you know, hour, Killing gone. It. Wow. You like, what the kind of a, It was kind that? of a, a frightening electric event it was, when it was, you saw it. <laughs> When, when, he's, when he's doing it, he was a new dude. He was like, and then of course, you know, everybody like, you, you did good, man. You did good. You want to, yeah. you want to open for Sam? No, no. <laughs> Hell, no. That, that was not a great experience for, for me at all, bro. Who else did you get to open for uh, that? That kind of like uh, that that at least uh, was inspirational. I mean, who were you looking up to? At that time, it was, you know, Damon Wayans. Oh, he was so uh, good, man. Damon Wayans, Tommy Davidson. I got, so Tommy Davidson, Tommy, yeah. uh, he hosted a, an event that I was a part of, and it was great to Where be. Where was that? That was in St. Louis. It was yeah. another, like, a comedy challenge thing. <laughs> so, but he was just young. He was, you know, he, he was on Living Color, so he was famous. Like, we knew who he was. Yeah. But he was, so that was, like, special. And then... Uh, he used to be a guy, uh, St. Louis dude, local dude, Ron Ramey. He was dope. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to that guy? I, I think he passed recently, too. Like, I don't know exactly. Oh, man. But he never really got to the heights, but he was, like, super, he was the pro from St. Louis. Right. Like, the black dude that was the pro. That right. Had everybody, like, yo. Local you know, hero. Want to be like Ron <clears throat> Ramey. Yeah. Yeah. So. Was he Was he one of those guys that was, like, a comics comic? Or just Not that, really. Like a lot, of, he was kind of arrogant. Like people didn't really like him that much. Yeah. Like overall, like I don't remember. Like, but he was, he was good. Though. Yeah, yeah. You could not argue. Like you, you like, oh, this dude good. Like yeah, you yeah. know. But he was, you know, he had an arrogant. He was good looking. He had an arrogance about him that you yeah. know that was hard to like. Good luck. Good looking close. comics is tricky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't trust them. Yeah, you can't. You, know you can't. Saying? What are they up to? Yeah, Isn't on, there guys. something else they can do? Yeah, why well, you gotta be? Why well, you gotta have charm too? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's that all about? Yeah. You know? Charm and good looks. Yeah, You're not yeah, a comic. Yeah, yeah. Come on, get, get out of here. Go model some clothes yeah, or something. Exactly. Let so, when know. do you meet Steve? So I meet Steve uh, like at the second part of that first run. I'm out on that that big uh, run. Oh, I don't the, even, that yeah, funny bones run. Bone run. Yeah. yeah, I meet him in Dallas. Yeah, uh, I get stuck. I get down there, Dallas Club. They go under new management. And they don't need me as an opening act. I drove 10 hours down to Dallas. To open for Steve? To open for another. No, this another Steve, Steve's got his own thing going. Yeah. So he's got like a black comedy night happening somewhere. Does he, but he, does he live in Dallas? Or yeah, he he's living there at the time. I guess, you know, it was, it was made he sense radio for this. And shit? Yeah, 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 he had yeah. A, he had a little light radio show yeah. going. It was new. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a girl, you know, he was yeah. living down there. And I think, you know, of course, at, in the, like in the late 80s, Dallas was like this it town. 
town to be in. Like it was the economically strong. Yeah, the basketball team was new. The football team was hot. Deion Sanders them. Dallas was like popping. Like it was just yeah, a yeah. dope city to be in. And so Steve was living there, and he was on the radio. And then he had a black comedy club like called Buku Rays. And uh, and I remember they they told me they didn't eat me at the Funny Bones, and they're not gonna pay me. And uh, the guy who set me up yeah. uh, to do comedy, the guy who told me to, to be in the, co- the competition, uh, told me about Steve. Yeah. He kind of introduced us through each other through just word of mouth. Yeah. So when I went there, he, I told Steve, I'm the guy that Perchy Cruz knows. And he was like, oh, yeah. And it just so happens his, his headliner act was bombing. bombing. He, was like, he was like, this dude was bombing. He was like, you think you can go up and do a few minutes? I was like, yep. <laughs> Went up, killed five minutes. So then I told him what my situation was. He said, "Let me talk to the owner." And then basically, he said, "Just come back every night. If this dude don't do well. I'm putting you up." And then at the end of it, we gonna see what we can do. And then, and they basically, I did that. Well, hope for this dude to bomb every night. Yeah, and did and he? And then he gave me two hundred fifty dollars, and I was able to get home. And that was it. Then he brought me back as a headliner like two months later. So that was that worked out. That was hey, that was my man. Then we went on to infamy TV yeah. shows and the Kings of Comedy. Isn't that crazy? So yeah. how long did that take? What was that process? How long were you out there headlining before you know some whose idea? was the Kings of Comedy, because that was a big deal, because that was a big sort of crossover yeah. big deal in yeah. a way, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I yeah. mean, I've been doing comedy for a while, you know, we, yeah. were, you know, we, we were on the Steve Harvey show. I, I, and you, I, you, know, you already I'd hosted be, shit? Yeah, I mean? I, yeah, I did some shit. I'd hosted uh, BT's Comic View. I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd been on, I'd probably been on Def Comedy Jam twice. I'd been... I'd, I'd made a little name for myself just with little splashes. Was that, was that whole Def Comedy Jam and Comic View, that all came up in the late 80s, early 90s? That all De- started to yeah, happen? Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, De- De- Both of those. They were yeah. both uh, late, early 90s, I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, um, yeah. And you, think, did the, you did the Apollo too. Yeah, I did Apollo first. That was one of the first things. Actually, I did this other show called Uptown, uh-huh. but Apollo aired first. Uh-huh. And so I did, and when I did Apollo, um, you know, it was so intimidating, but I did well. And and like you say, I I, I never went back. I was like, <laughs> I call it one and oh, baby. I got the standing <laughs> ovation. I left like, okay, I'm out of there. Was it, is it a good experience? Did you feel like you just had, it was something you had, like a rite of passage? Yeah, you had to do it. It, it was not something you wanted to do twice? No, well, I didn't at the time, but yeah. I, I've been back since, you oh, know, yeah. and done things there. But, but at the time, I didn't want to take no chances on going back. Like it was, cause it you was scary. Yeah, did, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it yeah. was like scary, man. Like New York is a tough, you know, when you, and that's where they boo you. That's oh, like when you go light, down. Oh, they'll light you up like before. Who was you, hosting when you were there? Uh, Showtime. It, it seemed like it was Rick Avila, maybe. Rick Avila's? Yeah. No Rick shit. Avila, that's I Matt. Matt so. That's I think that's right. Hey, yeah, Rick Avila's. Yeah, exactly. How you doing, man? How you doing? Yeah, exactly. I think it was Rick Avila's. I remember yeah. Rick Avila's. Junkie, t- yeah. junkie pigeons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew him pretty well. Are you from New York? I started uh, in L.A., but then I moved to New York. I was in New York, 89, on and off through 95. Oh, yeah. So I knew Rick. You know, I knew his girlfriend. I knew, you know, I, I didn't know. You know, he did the, for years he was the guy in Ghost. Yeah, You know, exactly. and, then, yeah. Uh, and then he got sick, you know. Yeah. You know, the drugs, they do you in. Do you in, man. But it's like, that's a big time. That's a long time you were doing it before the original Kings of Comedy. I mean, if you're, if you're kicking around the early 90s, 
And that yeah. doesn't you don't you don't do that tour until what ninety nine ninety nine yeah we started who put 99. you in, who put you I was I love Hughley yeah 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 and he I, is my guy too he's a great guy and he, like his like I I I saw his first HBO half hour and I thought like that angry motherfucker look at that guy <laughs> yeah just fuming yeah you know and he's he's being funny yeah but like I could see he was full of rage yeah, yeah so much he's so <laughs> he's always so ready to let people have it yeah and I was like that guy's great and yeah I finally got to interview him he's a great guy so as you Steve Harvey. Uh, Bernie, yeah, and uh, and DL, yeah, and that was it. That was it. So, was that a tour before Spike decided to get involved? I yeah, mean- for sure. We had toured. You know, uh, this guy Walter Lathan. He used to he used to uh, tour all of us individually. So back then, he was like, your like yeah, booking agent. He was a he was a, a promoter promoter like okay. a guy that do, does shows. Yeah, and he was the guy that was had been successful, but he would. You know, it was all about theater shows at the while. So he would do, so he can do, he could take Bernie out on a theater show and make money. He'd take Steve out on a theater show and take me in, out. And he would take DL out. So, it's so funny because at that time, like all you do, especially Bernie, I mean, you didn't have any crossover audience. No, it was all all black audiences. But when Def Comedy Jam blew up and Comic View, the, that, that little niche where that was the uh, entertainment to happen. Yeah. It was what it was. All you need to do. You can say anybody was coming to town, and all of us could sell out a, a two thousand seat theater easy. Wow! Like that money was crazy back then. It was like so easy. It was so not a lot of. You go comics. direct for if you if you showcase on any of those shows, it meant that you could sell. You can sell. Everybody's yeah, watching. You know, everybody watching that show, and if no you were shit. good, and if they put you on a package, so like it was a lot of package shows where it'd be four, four or five yeah, comics. Yeah. And but on that small level, nobody had did it for an arena. Yeah, and that guy thought of that idea because with every, you guys, yeah. So he was like, nobody did like all the big guys at once, and and put it in an but arena. You were already doing theaters, and stuff. yeah. We would do theaters. I can, I would go and do the Fox Theater somewhere. All black audience. Own. All black audience packed. Yeah, you know, might Wild. even do two shows. You know, yeah, packed. Crazy. So when 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 you guys do the original Kings of Comedy. Like I can't, I don't, I don't know what the years are with that. So it was ninety nine to like. But was uh, like, did Bernie have a show yet? No, no. So it was like still all black audience. Yeah, Bernie was the king. Bernie was like, he had this most famous eight minutes of comedy from his Deaf Comedy Jam set, the I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers set. Right. Made him the huge. He was big. He was like Chappelle is now. Like he was like the dog comic. Yeah, yeah. And so he that was it. He Bernie, you say Bernie Mac coming, it's gone. Yeah, is gone. Powerful. Yeah. So and so and then um, and you and now where how did Spike get involved? That must have been exciting. So yeah, well Spike got involved uh, because we were. We were going to shoot the movie, yeah. and then we were just trying to give the movie this splash, give it this identity <laughs> again, and Walter, he thought of that idea. He to do like, the movie. To, well, we all thought about doing yeah. the movie, but right. he thought of the idea of bringing somebody like Spike Lee in yeah. to make it a, a splash. And he was into it? And, and then Obviously. Spike, just he, he saw us in New York. It was a big deal. We went to New York, and he came, saw the show. He was like, he was in, so yeah, that was yeah. that. And, you know, he wanted to be able to make it like this cultural experience, which is what his kind of, you know, niche is. And, yeah. and I think that's why the movie still has legs to this day. Right. And, and uh, the name, all of that, like all these things, like we never were able to cap- capitalize on it again, which was so unfortunate. But 
In, in what know. sense? Like you, you well, we get... never did two. We never did. You, you could know, have. We yeah, but you know, you guys never was, toured again after never that toured together. Again, like crazy. Like it just, you know, just like a great, you know, band. Everybody severed. Through, yeah, due I guess to so. It's weird powers. though, like because you would think that I you, but you would think now if you wanted to. Well, I mean, you could, you could probably get DL to go, right? DL to go. <laughs> DL to go. DL, DL, I'm going to get ready to see DL after this. Like, yeah. we see each other all right, the time. Right. Like, DL to do it. Like, right. he just. A, Steve won't do it. Steve won't do it. steve got, you know, Steve. He's, like the, he's the one. I like, like, I'll try to convince Steven to do it. Now, he would do probably, like, if it would. If, if we could, tr- you know, get him to understand, like, it's a special, short lived yeah, run. Yeah. He'd do it. Yeah. He'd do it. It'd take some maneuvering, but he'd right. do it. And what do you think he could pull still? Like everybody get it get the people in? Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah that would work. You know, I you know, I would you know, everybody goes, What do you do about the Bernie of it all, right? I don't think there's a replacement. You don't really Right. Do you do it with the three? Do you do like a little video homage of Bernie and do you do like um and try to find guy. a new new guy yeah. and say, Well, who's that new guy? That's what everybody goes, Who's the new king? I guess that's I well that's so that's what you think the, the expectation is. And that's kinda what happens, is like everybody who's hot enough to really do it and yeah, fit they, in, they yeah, got they, their own lane. Like, yeah. yo, I'm doing my own that's thing. That's right. Man. That's that's what happens. Everybody yeah. gets old and yeah. and everyone's doing okay. Yeah, exactly. But the so the comedy thing, but you still do it, yeah, man. And and yeah. but acting like you turned out to be you, you're a very good actor. You can do all thank the you. stuff. Yeah, man. Thank you. You can brother. do comedy. You can do the serious. Yeah. You, you show. You know. You 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 got an emotional range. Yeah. You do a lot of different shit. Yeah. And it's it's pretty it's pretty great. Like I mean, you were in that 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 dark fucking movie. What was that? One? First performed. <laughs> First performed. I mean, that's it. like did Paul Schrader direct it? Yeah, yeah, wrote it, directed it. Well, I know he's and he's a trip. Yeah, and that movie's wild. But you know, you're almost like a, you know, you're like the happy part of it. Yeah, a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? but, yeah. But what? Wait, how do you? Did you just audition for that? You know, it was weird because uh, you know Paul Schrader was looking for. He actually wanted Steve for that role. He wanted he wanted someone that he believed the the, the black community would believe this uh-huh. person is that person uh-huh. like right away yeah and then uh, I thought you were yeah, believable yeah and, and and I think that's you know that that kind of authenticity where you believe like okay uh, if you say these things I believe that that right. you would really say that and then as this kind of big powerful black leader I could believe you would also be that yeah right, right. and so without it being um, jokey. Right, you know, right, he, right, and that, that was right. the big thing he said when he when he spoke to me on the phone. He's like, you know, there's no comedy. I don't want you to bring any jokes. I was like, I got you, man. I can do that, yeah, bro. I can turn it off. Yeah, man. Yeah, but like you did a lot. Of, like, there's so many fucking movies. The barbershop movies were yeah, huge. Yeah, and that Ice Cube produced those. Yeah. He's in yeah, them. Those were fun. Those were great. Yeah, that was a great comedy showcase, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah another one where, you know, it was an opportunity to show, shine, do something creative and yeah. do like, because I wanted to play the old man. So that was like a wild choice like right. yeah, at the time. Uh, you know, I asked to play that old man. He was like, why you want to play the old man? I said, I know this old man. Yeah. Like, I know him. Like, I got him. <laughs> and he was like, all right. Yeah. And I went in and I did it and I did it in a read. Yeah. And he killed and everybody was like, all right, cool. And then, like, you were involved with the uh, the Honeymooners. Yeah, produced that. Now, how did, like, how did you get involved with that? 
And did it work out? How's yeah. that thing? Do? You know, that was one. Because it, like it's this one, that's one of those Hollywood tales that you go like, you know, when everybody gets a bright idea and think, all right, cool, let's do the black version of this big white right. iconic show. And, you know, they was like, say it can pull it off. And I really believe that, one, I love Jackie Gleason. My grandmother was like one of, you know, she loved that whole Jackie Gleason variety yeah. show and just grew up on him yeah. um, back then. And so I love the idea of it. And when we first started it, that's the thing about doing any kind of movies. When we first started it, it was an executive who got me. We hired Mike Epps. So he got, like, what we were trying to do. And yeah. We were breaking the movie out. And I was like, look, man, this the episode, if we're going to do this, we should do something that feels authentic so we could tell the story. Let's break out into a heightened version of the episode where the guy leaves the bus, the money on the bus oh, yeah, in the right, briefcase. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then we can have this story that'll feel authentic to it being black because we can make it far more, you know, hyper into right. this new world and yeah. it'll feel real. Right. Loved it. Cool. He gets fired. So the movie's going. It's greenlit. Yeah, you know, which guy? The, 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 the producer, the big like head of the studio dude. Yeah. So he's our guy. Like when yeah. we first started, he's he my got, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Now this is the first time I'm coming off like a, I'm coming off another movie. So this is my first time getting paid like a lot of money to be the lead dude. So and this, you get a producer credit. And, too, right? and it sets my quote, right? Yeah, yeah, so this right. is getting ready to be like, yo, I don't uh-huh. know, like $5 million or something. Yeah. Like, so, and if I do this movie, yeah. then I get this number from here on out. Right, yeah. So I got to do this movie. Right. So I'm not like going to walk away from it. So then the new guy comes in. He wants to put dogs in the movie. He feels like it should be a lot more of a universal idea. Uh, so we... That's just one, right there, that's that, one of those suggestions. Yeah. We want, we need dogs. Yeah. Dogs are big now. And you're trying, yeah. yeah. And you're trying to fight it, and he's the new guy, and he needs to make his we want, mark. We need to put dogs. And we're doing this dog, and we're doing dogs, guys. And then we're gonna, and then they cut them. They cut the budget, and we end up shooting the movie in Ireland. Like what? so, not so now we're doing I, Dublin for New York. I don't and know what this and the dog racing. So it's a dog racing. So dog racing. Do, greyhounds, dog. Like people don't even know what this. Like a part of the. Of American nostalgia that people are like what now, is what, that? What are the conversations on set? I can't. I can't imagine that Mike Epps is easy to deal with in this situation. Oh man, he's like, <laughs> you know, he's like a young, young comic being yeah. Mike Epps all crazy. We in Ireland. He all. I don't even know. I think he had to get some kind of special permit to even go. Man, like it's, Mike Epps used to be a a whole thing, man. So, so that so, was that disaster. Yeah. So, but then so you know the movie. And then when the movie comes out, that guy fired and a new executive is in charge by the time the movie comes out so they just don't care about it at all right so the movie actually is a good film in my opinion it could have been a better film but it just got lost in the minutia of what is what is it to you know to put a movie out in hollywood it's not like as simple as what people think oh of course not. it's a fucking disaster sometimes yeah, yeah. But then you did a lot of voice work, and you did. How do you choose yeah. movies at this? Like, I ne- I never saw Cadillac Records. Oh, it's awesome. But it looks like it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Because I love all the people that are you. You, you were Willie Dixon. Yeah, and he was great. Did you do a lot of research to do that? Yeah, I did some research. Learned how to play the you know the upright bass a little bit. Because he was some, some, he was something yeah. else that guy. Yeah, he was Chess. pretty wild. Chess and, Records, and then uh, and great actors. Jeffrey Wright, amazing in there. Most who he Def. Play? 
Jeffrey Wright played Muddy Waters. Holy shit! Yeah, I gotta watch killed. that movie. How's oh, that yeah. movie? I, I don't know how I missed it. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a small film, uh-huh. so but you know Adrian uh, Brody. Yeah, Adrian Brody. He plays the uh, uh, chess, the big chess. One of the chess guys, yeah, Leonard, Leonard or Leonard, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Beyonce plays. Uh, Etta James. Etta James, yeah. Etta James. Oh, that's good. So she plays Etta James. Uh, Most Def plays Chuck Berry. Oh, Kill is dope. Oh, I gotta watch yeah, that. Yeah, it's dope. And what's the, what's this one that you directed? What's the one that you put together? The Dance Fool movie. Dance Fool. So Dance Fool is my first time directing. It's a small movie, fun. You know, I was inspired by this kind of whole like Napoleon Dynamite was kind of yeah. popping off in all these quirky movies. Kind of weird so, movies. Yeah. yeah. So the 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 guy Kel Mitchell. Uh, you know, he just was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, was, you know, Keenan and Kale fame. He had this idea. He came to us. We liked it. We kind of helped him beat the movie out, write yeah. it out, and uh, just shot it, man, for like two hundred thousand or yeah. something like that. And so, it's fun, man. It's a crazy, quirky movie about him as a kid who uh, comes from Chicago to try to make it his uncle who's a big like kind of club owner out here gets murdered and by this villain and then a villain. It's, yeah it's yeah. like it's like this dude pretty yeah. pretty eye willie he's got like pretty hair and and he wears makeup on one eye and he wears a patch on the other eye okay and it's just like <laughs> and he has to dance battle this guy yeah. to save you know the the family and the legacy of this uncle's club is hilarious. Oh, wild. So yeah, wait, fun. what? Now, when you do something like that, obviously you get some people to throw some money in, right? Yeah, yeah. But what were you expe- your expectations out of that? Did it meet your expectations? I mean, well, like- probably not. I think because you know at the you know at the end you know we you know like in all those kind of things you didn't really. You know, you don't understand the whole process of, you know, kind of getting your distribution right before you go hand and you're expecting the movie to, you know, to do this or do that. And, uh, you know, we, you know, you had some flaws. This was my first time directing. You had some flaws in the storytelling. You miss a few things and you're like, you know, we made a good movie, though. It's a movie that I love. My kids love it. It's one of them funny, weird. It's a good, bad movie. That's what you say. Like, it's a bad movie, but it's good, though. How many kids you got? Uh, three kids total. My, I got a daughter that's thirty. Uh, you know, previous relationship lives in St. Louis with a little granddaughter that's three. Got and, a granddaughter? Yeah, man. And then my oldest turned sixteen. Yes, I mean my youngest. She uh-huh. turned sixteen yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then my son is nineteen. He's at University of Arizona. Oh, that's a big school. Yeah, big good. old school. Big you old like school. It? Yeah, he's enjoying it. He's having a good time. Are they going to be in show business? I don't know. He probably will be. He, oh yeah. Yeah, he's a, he likes to he likes to animate and draw. He likes to act. Uh, so he's just he's got a big personality. But you know, I think he'll probably find it as he goes yeah, along. Yeah. But he yeah, he's a strong actor. He's done a few plays, and you know, he, oh, I had him on that. my show a couple of times. So, oh yeah. Yeah, he's strong though. You did like I. I didn't see the. Uh, how did that run of American Buffalo do that you were in? It was short lived. It was great though. Did man. you play Teach? Who'd you play? I played. Uh, yeah, Teach's yeah. the own. Who owns yeah, the party? Yeah, spend, spend something. Yeah, I own the own the pawn yeah. shop. Yeah, and so you know it was great, man. And you know John Me, John Leguizamo, yeah. uh, Haley Joe Osment. Oh yeah, and uh, it was. Uh, and it was like it a was, big. It, it was, got a big push. Yeah, right? it got a big deal, and then the the. The the 
the economic crisis happened. The uh, the big oh uh, the bank thing. Yeah, the big fall happened, man. And uh, and that was that. And our big our big investor dude ran for the hills, and that was it. Like we opened, we had we had a, a mixed review in the New York Times, and then uh, but it yeah it was short it was short run, man. We didn't even I think we ran maybe we opened, and then we probably ran maybe four more weeks. Oh, that was it. It was tough. Oh man. But it was a great experience for me, like you know, because all my reviews were amazing. So okay. I, just, I just Cedric surprises yeah, yes, yeah, in this piece, yeah, in this like, piece of theater whoa, that nobody else was good. Yeah, in. like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's your relationship with wrestling? Uh, you know, that was coming up in St. Louis. It used to be a whole big thing back you, then uh, called Wrestling with the Chase, and there was a, a version of a wrestling show that they used to do, and yeah. that was a big part of like our whole neighborhood. So when when I was asked to be a part of the whole wrestling stuff, I was like, oh, hell yeah. You so, like it? Yeah. You grew just, up with it? Yeah, I just you know, grew up you with like, it. Because you wrestle yeah. Chavo, right? Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, I'm on GLOW, you know, and he's, oh, the, yeah. he's, the, uh, he's the, the trainer. Like, he's the guy that teaches all the chicks on my show to wrestle. He's oh, like okay. the in-house wrestling coach. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah, so I see him all the time. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Comes exactly. from a wrestling family. That's hilarious. Yeah. He grew up in a family of wrestlers. Yeah, man. I mean, it's oh, yeah. a family business. So uh, what's, the, what's the plan now? You're going to run this? Are you shooting other things now? Yeah, well, I'm going to run this neighborhood thing for as long as it goes. We're doing great. Uh, and so that goes until March. And yeah. then, uh, you're shooting more gotta, now. Yeah, you're, so yeah, you're shooting second season. season. You know, because this is network television, so we get twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. yeah, man. So you're yeah. doing all right. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> twenty three, and you've been around as long as you've been yeah, around. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. That's what I told somebody. I'm not. Hey, dude, I'm quiet over here. Yeah, you're, 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 you're covered, man. You know, hear yeah, me complain about a thing. I'm like, I'm over. I, at this stage of my career, I feel like I'm stealing money. I'm like, okay, cool. That's Thanks, great. So, and so that's yeah. pretty much it for now. No dates. Yeah, no, I still do dates. I got a big run right after the holidays. So I did, like I said, I did Memphis last week. Uh, that was great. Then I, I, you know, I just kind of chilled for Thanksgiving and yeah. my daughter's birthday this whole weekend. And then uh, I do a long, I do a big run right after uh, Christmas. So 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. So starting Detroit. Yeah. Um, Where do you play there? Detroit. I do the sound, the soundboard uh, at the casino, Motor uh-huh, City Casino. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Great room. I love yeah. that room. That's a great room. Uh, Chicago, we're gonna do. This is a one of these big kind of shows with a lot of comics, DL and I, DL Hewley, oh, and yeah. a few other guys. A lot of great guys will be on these shows. It'll be it's usually about four comics on oh, these yeah. shows, and we'll do like uh, Chicago, uh, Poly Pavilion or yeah, something. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Uh, and then uh, then Atlanta. What do you do there? Atlanta. What, what we'll do. Uh, this is probably another arena show, oh, so yeah? we'll probably wow. be Phillips. Uh, we'll probably Big be, places, yeah, huh? Probably be Phillip, Phillips Arena. And then we'll do, um, yeah, because we're doing New Orleans, the Smoothie King. Oh, wow. And That's a hard market for a comic sometimes. What, New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, but. You do good there? Yeah, but and you go there with a group of people, too. But we do pretty good in yeah. New Orleans, yeah. And then it is a slower market, though, for sure. But they they come out, though. Yeah, yeah, good. And then Houston for New Year's Eve. Wow, you do the New Year's Eve show. Yeah, man. I just don't do them anymore. I used to, you know, I stopped for a couple of years, but, you know, because it did get, like, a little dragging. But then it became this cool thing where I would, you know, 
take my family and my kids, and then we would go do the New Year's Eve show, right. and then take off and go somewhere. Oh, so yeah, it was that's like nice. it became our little thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, in, the, in the, you know you go like I right, was well, cool. Uh, you just get this big chunk of money, and then you go like ah, oh, uh, go into the New Year nice. with my family. Is that right? what you're gonna and do? So, but I gotta be right back at work on the TV show on the second this year. Yeah. So last year we 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 did Houston and we went to Cabo and stayed at a friend's house. And this year we're just gonna stay in Houston for a day. And yeah. Just kind of hang out. It's all right, city. Back. It's an okay yeah, city. Yeah, it's all right. We got good friends there. Yeah, all right. It's cool. Well, it was great talking to you, man. Yeah, good man. Appreciate you. this, brother. I know it's been a long time. We were trying to get this happen, but I that's know. good. I pre- appreciate your pay. You're one of the kings of this podcast thing, man. Well, I think so. I I, I think now it's, I, I don't know if I'm a king, but I'm certainly in an OG. I'm certainly one okay, of the originals. Okay, I like it. Like it. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know if my kingship holds as much as it used to, <laughs> but I'm definitely uh, one of the guys that was there at the beginning. Yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, everybody's trying to talk me into getting one, so I'm going to, Of know, course. That, what, your agent? Yeah, no, just, uh, yeah, just my just my business managers and people. Why don't you, like, they're, they're, they're recommending like, it's everybody. It's do important. It. It's just important do, it. do it. It's, oh, it's important now. It's important. It's, yeah, you know, get this you out is there. where you get your audience. And yeah, they, keep the brand know going. What you're yeah, you got to oh, do it, man. Man, they're telling everybody. They, they, you know, there were podcasts before me and before most of the popular, but I was there, I, the timing was right. It was at the beginning of yeah. this new wave of of the medium but now like everybody they're everyone's being recommended to do a podcast if you got any kind of name value go do one yeah see what happens well are you gonna do it i don't know all right it's a lot of work (laughs) i mean you You make it look cool man well you can do it from your house you know you could That's probably get set you don't do the cameras or anything either. I don't. You know, I don't. I just you we, got a classic old school. It's audio, man. Yeah, you know, it's and nice. then we had there was a reason for yeah. that. And I love the tape, the eight track reel that's rolling. Yes, sir. Recorder. Yeah, we got the reel to reel going, yeah, that's and uh, awesome, you can man. look at those dials. A lot of people look at those. Look at those needles. A lot of people don't see what's going on here. Yeah, it's all analog. Analog in here. It looks like we're in NASA. Yes, you know, yes. a Tom Hanks movie. Big control board. It's, we're both in our own booth. You look great over there, and I love you. That's smooth in the the. In my, in, my, in my chair with the your joystick. Chair, joystick. Yeah. You look really cool. Like that. I like it. You're a little higher than yeah. me. Well, you know, yeah. you gotta, I got to feel like I'm important. Yeah, Thanks, man. All right, brother. That was Cedric the Entertainer talking to me right here. The show is The Neighborhoods on CBS Monday nights. And go to WTFPod.com slash tour for all them dates. For all of them dates. Cleveland, Grand Rapids, Milwaukee, Orlando, Tampa, Portland, Maine, Providence, New Haven, Huntington, New York. Uh, there's the pre-sale starts on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. wherever you are. And the password is Buster. Dig it. All right. Now I will play guitar for you like I do all the time. Don't You don't have to make comments about my fucking guitar playing. You don't have to listen to it. This is the wrong tone. What am I responding to? What just happened, Mark? Let's go through it. Let's wait. Let's use the app. Why was Mark yelling as if somebody specific? Why was Mark making a general angry statement to everybody about not commenting on his guitar? What does that mean, app? That means one guy commented on Twitter about his guitar playing and didn't even at him. So the entire world is critical of my guitar playing. Fuck that guy. In this case, that means fuck that guy. All right. I'll talk to you later. Enjoy these three chords.
Boomer lives. 